BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out two great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our gambling partner is Better Edge. It is legal sports gambling. We know people are waiting for legal sports gambling in the state of Florida. You already have it. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. Why is this legal? Because you're not betting against a bookie or an app or anything like that. You're literally betting against your friends. That's how this works. It's called social betting. Go to betteredge.com. Find the line you want. Use that code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get $20 to play. Also, our fantasy sponsor, also still legal in the state of Florida, Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Of course, you can play the NFL, MLB, all the other sports. You can pair players together from different sports. And pretty soon, we'll be giving you those prize picks props on a nightly basis for the Heat and the rest of the NBA. So make sure you're signed up now. You can't win in our contests unless you're actually signed up with the code 5. So use the code 5, F-I-V-E, at prizepicks.com. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and our guy Eternal, who you can find on the Playback channel uh, that we do regular, regular sessions there. Make sure you check it out, playback.tv backslash 5RSN. You can also find him on Twitter at Eternal Bast. All right, want to get to 
today's topic, and we're going to go off the subject of the progress of the Miami Heat during the preseason. If you're listening to this episode prior to the preseason game against the Spurs, you know that very few Heat regulars are playing. The only Heat regulars are semi-regulars that made the trip. Uh, Thomas Bryant, Duncan Robinson, and Haywood Highsmith. The rest are mostly hopefuls. Uh, case of Orlando Robinson, somebody who does have a standard contract, but others on two ways and others trying to make an impression. So we'll have coverage of that afterwards. But today we're going to look at this ESPN list. We do this every year. Every year the list gets worse. Um, and so we're going to look at it from a heat perspective, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into the top 10 a little bit. And we're going to work from the, the back to the front here. So ESPN ranked their top 100 players. Uh, they roll this out over the course of a few days. And, you know, we're always sort of waiting, okay, where do the Heat players appear? There are three Heat players on the list. You can probably figure out who those are. It's Jimmy, it's Bam, and it's Tyler. We're not going to give you the exact ranking at this point. We'll do that as we go forward. But what we are going to look at to start here is, because this gets into the depth of the roster, but also the perception of the roster, is should there have been a fourth player on this list? Because the Heat at times have gotten a fourth player. Um, this year, you know, I don't know that it was so obvious who that would have been. But I'm going to go through uh, real quick here. I'm going to speed read this, guys. Uh, 100 up to 80 for no particular reason, although we'll get to the reason in a second. But 100 up to 80. I'm going to give you the players. And when we're done, you guys tell me if anybody on the Heat should have cracked this list ahead of those who did. And then we'll get into maybe who will in the future. Number 100, Mitchell Robinson. 99, Jonas Valanciunas. Number 98, Colin Sexton. Uh, number 97, Grant Williams. Number 96, Harrison Barnes. Number 95, Jalen Williams. And again, I should have said this at the very beginning. This is kind of based on the past, but it's also based a little bit on a projection for the future. That's how they describe this for this season. Number 94, Russell Westbrook. Number 93, Mike Conley. 92, Emmanuel Quickly. 91, Heat fans' favorite, Josh Hart. Number 90, John Collins. He's in a new place in Utah. Number 89, Robert Williams, who was traded to Portland. Number uh, 88, Kevon Looney. Kevin, I never know how to pronounce his name. Number 87, Buddy Heald, who's in trade conversations. We, we, we've discussed that. Number 86, Kyle Kuzma, re-signed with Washington. 85, Anthony Simons in Portland. 84, Clint Cabela. 83, Tobias Harris. Uh, Tobias Harris over me. 82, Cam Johnson. 81, Bobby Portis. I'll go. Alex is making a face. Eternal's making a face. You can't see this on the podcast feed. Alex, top of your head here. Anybody on the current Miami Heat that you would project, because this is a bit of a projection, but it's just for this season. It's not for five years down the road or anything like that. You would project to be more impactful than any of those 20 guys. This is a good one right here because I, I think, first of all, like, you know, the list is okay there to start off with, but why is Bobby Portis ahead of all those guys? Like, do I just, what am I missing with Bobby Portis, man? Like I'll, the guy, I'll read it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. It says, well, okay, last year he was not ranked. It says why he could exceed his ranking in 23-24. Portis has been a consistent reserve for Milwaukee the past few seasons, but perhaps this is the year he captures the sixth man of the year. The Bucks shipped away some of their depth to acquire Dame Lillard, which means they could lean on Portis even more off the bench. And that's from one of the writers who, who put this together. It's a collection of people from ESPN. 
I really don't see it. I don't see the whole six man thing. Like he's a fine player. He's he, I'm not trying to call him like you know like he's like he doesn't do anything. It's just I don't know. I don't see why he went up 20 spots or whatever. Because you said he wasn't ranked before. No, I, he was not ranked. He's, he's fine. He's good. He helped them win the title. I, I just don't see it with him. I don't. That was just one that stuck out to me as soon as you said it. Like ahead of all those other guys. And the to and to actually answer your question, yes, I think there is somebody from the Heat um, who should be there or, or who should have been considered to be on there. And it's Caleb. Like I think that's, that's really the only answer. He was before that playoff run last season. We had spent all season talking about how he was by by far and away their fourth best player. Like it was obvious. It was obvious to all of us watching that it was Tyler as third and Caleb as fourth throughout the regular season. And and Caleb had taken a step up. And then you saw what he did in the playoffs. I just think like, you know, when you do something like that, it would be fair to probably project, you know, another year where he's, you know, not necessarily he's more featured, not necessarily he might not start, but he's gonna be you know, one of the Heat's, I don't know, five best players again. And I don't know. I think I would put him ahead of a few of those guys that you named there. Like, I don't know, Harrison Barnes. And there were a couple others there, like in that or in the in the late 90s, mid 90s. There, Grant, that, Grant Williams. Grant I think Williams was not in the player. playoff rotation last year. Oh, okay. come on. It, it, Don't do that. Don't no, do that. he was not. Look, it, it, I know. He's but that was a bad now. decision. He, he was that guy is 100 percent a playoff rotation player. In the exact same series that Caleb Martin got four votes for Eastern Conference Finals MVP, Grant Williams didn't play in two okay, but, of the games and played limited minutes in two other games. And his primary but that's a bad coaching decision. Jimmy off. I'm just saying, like, oh, it's sorry. a bad coaching decision. The guy's a good player. I'm oh, not oh, saying I'm it, taking it, Grant over Caleb. I'm just saying he is one of the people who I wouldn't have so much of an issue with in that list. Like, I would take Caleb over Harrison Barnes right now. I think like Harrison Barnes is cool and all, uh, but you know, I, like that's a guy who's already getting a little Harrison older. Is a player than Grant Williams, but uh, okay, I, no, I, I want to go to no. I, I, I want to go to Eternal on this. Hard okay? disagree. Is there anybody uh, before we get into who the person should replace? Is there anybody else on the Heat? Because to me, it is Caleb. That's that's the choice here. It's not look the fact that Kyle's not even a consideration here in the third year of that contract is uh, something we probably that's the elephant in the room here. But whatever, it's not Josh. And you can't give me the young guys. We don't know what they're going to be at this point. So is it real? Is is that the only choice eternal that could have been the fourth person on this list? Is that fair? I think um, to be very, very clear, I think the whole list is trash. I only skimmed through it. And when you just read out 100 to 80, none of that makes sense. Consider one of what those guys did in the previous season, what, what they could do. In this upcoming season, none of that made sense to Alex's point with the Bobby Portis thing and everything else. But uh, I do think Caleb does does deserve to be somewhere between 190 at least, um, based off of what he gave the Heat last year and in the playoffs. Um, I do think Caleb um, is a very very important blue piece. Um, I will save the rest of my thoughts as far as what he could be this this year. But I do think Caleb has earned being um, at least 100 to 90. See, when I when I look at the list, okay, and I say, okay, who could he be? Who could he be ahead of? So they have Mitchell Robinson at 100. Who, by the way, made very little impact in that series against the Heat. But it is what it is. I, Valanciunas at 99. I, I'm I've always been kind of a Jonas fan. Um, I'm I, Caleb I, 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 okay, uh, Colin Sex Colin Sexton's potential is greater. Um, I'm taking Caleb over Sexton and John Collins and Harrison Barnes. Well. 
Based on John Collins' production, I absolutely would take him over John Collins. And I, I guess you're you're expecting a renaissance in Utah, but I mean he's not really been a very good player for the past couple of years. I like and they Jalen have a ton Williams. Of like he's not gonna play, lot. gonna play that much. No, he's not. Uh I mean Russ at ninety four is a controversial choice because on any given night Russ could be top forty or he could be top four hundred. Um just depends on the night. Uh, does Mike Conley have anything left? I mean, at, at ninety three, yeah, I mean, starting point guard. Okay, quickly was this was the six man of the year candidate last year. Right now, is Caleb Martin better than Josh Hart? Put the bias aside. Is mm. is Caleb Martin better than Josh Hart? Mm. I'd rather have Caleb. I'm gonna put my foot down on it right now. I'd rather have Caleb because I think That's Caleb can do more. A very fun way of putting it, Alex. It's true. I I, <laughs> I mean, I just think Caleb showed me more. <laughs> He showed me more on offense. Like, I just think Josh Hart is such like a – he's a role player. He's a utility player, and so is Caleb. But I think Caleb has a little bit more juice. Like, he can have nights where he has big offensive games for you. Josh Hart is like a – you know, he's going to give you some some value on the boards as somebody who's not a big man. Like, he, he's a great defensive player. Um, I'm not a fan of what he did at all. But, you know, despite all that, like, I really do think Caleb offers you more on the offensive end. And I just think like a a big game player like that, I'm going to end up weighing that a little bit. It's like, you know, you stepped up and showed us these things in the biggest of moments. So yeah, I'm going to take Caleb right now. I don't, I don't know if that's crazy. Uh, Would you trade? uh, And then we're going to get off of the Caleb conversation and get to Tyler Uh, right now, Buddy Heald's at 87. He's got one elite skill, right? He's got one elite skill. He's not a great defender. We know that, um, would you right now, if contracts were even for this season, would you trade Caleb Martin for Buddy Heald straight up? In, in a heartbeat, I would trade Caleb in a first for Buddy. I'm Alex. saying no. Alex. I'm saying no. Alex. I like Buddy. I like Buddy. I'm, they're they're very very different players. Obviously, I I, right. I think for this team, I'd rather have Caleb than Buddy Heald. That's where I'm at. Did we just do a pod the other day talking about? At the importance of shooting, yeah, and I, and they retained all their shooters outside of Max Struess. Like Duncan Robinson is going to play a lot of minutes. They added Cole Swider. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking about the Swider part. I don't know how much he's going to play, but uh, like Buddy is a is a good player. I would trade Duncan Robinson for Buddy Hield. Do you you know you mean what I'm saying? Like I I, I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Because it's really just like I I'm valuing what Caleb brings and that skill set and the way he did it over what buddy is doing right now i think i'd rather see, if, if i'm see. trading for buddy i'm trading the shooter for the shooter i'm not They're adding over. another it's, defensive it's minus that, to a shooting group and then try to figure it out we, we've never seen buddy he'll play in a playoff game so we don't know like i i just saw what caleb martin did in the in, in not, uh whose fault is in, that like you know what i'm saying like any prime time situation like I, i'm like I'm just telling you from what I, I've seen. We can't imagine Buddy Hield in the playoffs and say, "Well, you'll do it in the playoffs." I mean, we don't know that. I'm just talking about know. what's happened. You know? we, we, we don't know. Eternals put his head down. We're going to move on to Tyler here because I want to get. I want to get to that. I'm not getting very far um, past this to get to Tyler. I'll just give you who 80 was. Was Jalen Green uh, on Houston? Okay, so developing young player. We'll see how he fits with Van Vliet. And then we get to Tyler here, 79. Drops 18 spots from last year, even though he had a better season than he did the season before. And they don't even get into the reason. The the, the comment here is the one game to watch, which, of course, is February 27th at Portland. Um, I'm going to give you the players who are ahead of Tyler. Okay, so let's do this. You know, let's do this. 
Let, I'm going to take you from 79 to 61. So here was the Tyler drop. Of course, some of the other players changed in front of him as well. Here's the players they have ahead of Tyler between 69 and 71. And, and 79 and 61. Scoot Henderson, number three overall pick in the draft, hasn't played a game yet. 78. Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. If you switched the roles of Tyler Hero and, and Jordan Clarkson, how would we evaluate the Miami Heat? Jordan Clarkson. This is the question on YouTube. Does Clarkson stay in the starting lineup? Clarkson, the 2021 Sixth Man of the Year, is acclaimed to be the best bench scorer in NBA history. In fact, his scoring average of 15.2 points per game off the bench is the highest for any player since the ABA-NBA merger. His long-term role depends on the development of Utah's young guards. Is there any way, before we go forward, just for this season, let, let's not even project the fact, again, that, again, some of this is supposed to be projection going forward. That's why Scoot's on the damn list, right? Is there any way you would trade this year's Tyler Hero absolutely for this year's not. Jordan Clarkson? Ain't no way. Absolutely not. The way that they, by the way, like, we're, we're describing Jordan Clarkson's, like, six-man capabilities versus the way that they talk about Tyler Hero and the way that they're categorized together, it very much feels like the flirting versus harassment meme. It's like, <laughs> why is one, like, you value one so much and then the other is just like a piece of trash? And by the way, I think Hero should be way ahead of Jordan Clarkson. Like, I think Jordan Clarkson, you know, can put it up. Can I don't get think Jordan Clarkson should be in the top shooter. 100. I mean, look, he, he's, he's really good at what he does. He is, but that's the problem. They categorize him in the same way as they categorize Tyler Hero. When we know that Hero can do more than a guy like Clarkson, they categorize them as, oh, these bucket getters off the bench who just want to get shots up and don't really play defense. And, like, Hero tries on defense. We know he, he's he's a defensive minus. All that aside. On the offensive side, Hero is a much better player to me than Clarkson. Like, Clarkson can get his own bucket. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. Like I said, he's really good at what he does. I just think Hero has more to his game on offense. And it isn't just, oh, every time he gets the ball, he's trying to get a shot up as quick as possible. Like, I, I think it's disrespectful that they put him in the same category. I think it's disrespectful to put him ahead of some of the other guys on here. But I, I'm eternal again. I'm going to go to you on the, on another one because I, I don't want to talk anymore about Jordan Clarkson. It's ridiculous you, to, to I, have him. I'm going to 61. Get to no, 61. we're going to keep going. You ready? All right. 76, Chris Paul. I, I don't know what Chris Paul is at this point, but I'm not going to argue it too much because he's a Hall of Famer. But, I, again – I, I would trade. I would trade. I, I would trade this year's Chris Paul for this year's Tyler Hero. Nicole uh, Nikola Vucevic, seventy-five. I'll keep going until the, until the really egregious one comes up. Seventy-four. Cade Cunningham. Again, a lot of potential there. He was thirty-fifth last year. Dropped to seventy-fourth. Okay. Seventy-third. Chet Holmgren, who we've not seen except in the preseason. Seems to me like a guy who could be a top 30 guy in the next couple of years. But again, we haven't seen him. Okay. Uh, here's the next one Jordan Poole at 72. Eternal. They keep putting these guys in the same category, right? Would you right now? He's going to score a ton of points in Washington because somebody other than Kuzma needs to, right? So it's going to be on awful efficiency. Would you trade? Current Tyler Hero for current Jordan Poole. I think it's the same issue. I don't think you really move a needle trading Tyler for Jordan Poole. I mean, I think you still have the same problem. Um, I mean, I maybe some could make a case for Jordan being a more explosive scorer 
than Tyler. Um, but you know, you still have because he doesn't pass. <laughs> you still have some questions about like the decision making and things of that nature. So I don't know. Um I, I just mm, it doesn't no, I, I wouldn't trade Tyler for Jordan Poole, no. 71 RJ Barrett. 70 Walker Kessler. Let me get through a little bit of a group here. 69, 69 Brooke Lopez, who by the way, I would rank higher. Uh I, in terms of impact. Um I think what he right. provides. Right. 68 Michael Porter Jr. I'm going to talk about a no-show. Uh, Tyler didn't play in the finals. Did Michael Porter Jr.? Because I, I didn't notice he both didn't did. play. He didn't show up until play. game five. Right. 67, o- 60, 67 OG Ananobi. And here we go. 66 Austin Reeves. Of those, which is the most egregious, Alex? I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take here. I don't think the Reeves thing is that egregious. Now I wouldn't have him that ahead of Tyler, but I I, I think I'm just pretty high on his game too. Like I think the guy is a good player, and the Jordan Poole thing is not surprising to me. It's it's really not. Like they've they've been putting him ahead of Tyler for a while now. Um, and I think if you're predicting for this season, if you're saying Jordan Poole has like a more impressive stat line, I wouldn't be surprised. He's gonna be you know he's gonna. Do whatever he wants over there. He's he's gonna be that guy. He's gonna be the, he's gonna have the ball in his hands all the time. And they have other guards. You know, they drafted Kulabali, who they're gonna develop as a guard there. Like, so it's you know, there, there's more nuance to it. But he's gonna get plenty of shots, plenty of usage, and plenty of opportunities to put up a big stat line and have everybody, you know, second guessing the Warriors' mismanagement and you know, kind of using Draymond and and that whole you know ordeal as an excuse to salary dump a 23 year old who helped them win a finals. But that's another conversation for another time because that was just an insane trade that I think it just kind of went by so fast this summer. It's like, wait, did they just trade a 23-year-old and a first-round pick for a 38-year-old point guard? But no, like nevertheless, I I, I like Tyler better than Poole. I think may also just because of what happened in the playoffs. Like I think Poole, it, it just left you with a really sour taste on, on his game after, you know, having a an impact on their title run the year before. But you know, Reeves has already been crowned, right? Like him being sur- ahead of Tyler by that many is not surprising to me. It's just weird that Tyler dropped so many spots, like you said, because he had a great year last year. He had a really good regular season. And I think we all think he got better. And I think we're all expecting a big year from him too. So I don't know. I, I Honestly, I thought it would be worse. I think some of the other ones you said, like who was the one before Cade? Um, Shit. Shit. Well, that was – that would have been no. that would have been ahead of Tyler. Let, 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 let me let me project a little bit forward because we want to make sure we have time to get to Jimmy and Bam here. But we're looking at uh, a 65 Miles Turner, 64 Gobert, 63 Scotty Barnes, who by the way dropped from 39 because he had kind of a down year. 62 Porzingis, 61 Desmond Bain. So that's where uh, Tyler okay. was last season. I'll just give you a few more here, and then again we're going to pivot. Dejounte Murray at 60. Marcus Smart at fifty nine. Oh, I yeah, and that's a drop, by the way. That's a drop from thirty four. Jeremy Grant at fifty eight. Marcus Smart was thirty (laughs) four the year before. Yes, Zion Williamson at fifty seven. There's no Boston bias though, Uh, and and, and, well, he dropped. You know, he's gone to Memphis. Fifty seven Zion. Fifty six Van Vliet. Fifty five Draymond. 54 Wiggins, 
That was a drop. Josh Giddy at 53. Ooh. Franz Wagner, who I like a lot, by the way. He jumped in, he jumped from not not ranked to 52. And Aaron Gordon at 51. So that 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 rounds out the rest of their list. Um I, before we again introduce a sponsor here and then we get to Jimmy and Bam. When you put it in that context, Eternal, was Tyler mistreated by this ranking? I think they mistreated a lot of people on this list. I'm very confused about this these rankings. But um, me personally and, and people that follow me on, on Twitter and, and join us on Playback, uh, I am not the highest person on Tyler. I do respect parts of his game. If I was being objective, I wouldn't rank Tyler any lower than 52. I think he's a 52 uh you know, player in the league, top 52 player in the league. But, you know, I, I think this whole list is some, some bullshit. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. All right, well, we'll get to the other two parts of it, the two guys who did rank a little bit higher for the Heat. Before we do, we want to introduce another of our great new sponsors, Rock Esports Center. They're based in Palmetto Bay. This is Miami's first ever Esports Center and Lounge. They've got everything there, and not just the gaming, although they've got all kinds of gaming there. Um, but it's a great place to get a drink. They got a food menu there. They got everything, and they're going to have us also. Okay, so you got to go down and check us check us out on October 27th. We have a watch party uh, that's going to coincide with a live podcast that actually oh, Alex is going to be hosting down there after the Celtics game. So come down. Chill out during the podcast. Uh, again, it's going to be a live broadcast. And then afterwards, a 2K tournament. Okay, $30 entry. There will be prizes uh, for the top two that finish. It's going to be a great time. We're going to do these esports uh, tournaments down there, these 2K tournaments. We're going to get the other games and the other sports involved there at some point as well. Also, you can get a day pass, typically $25 down there, which is already a great deal. If you mentioned five reasons or five RSN, it's only 20 bucks, so you get the $5 off. And that's any time that you go down there. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So check them out. Rock Esports Center in Palmetto Bay. You'll be hearing a lot more about them. All right, let's uh, okay. yes, go really ahead. quick, really quick before we get on and, and finish with this topic to, to add on to, to the Rock Esports stuff. We need people to register for the tournament. Like, yes, you can show up and 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 register over there, but it's easier to organize if we know the amount of people just so we can have a, a clean bracket and figure it out before the tournament. So um if you're interested in registering for the 2K tournament, DM me on uh, Tropical Blanket on Twitter, Tropy22 on Instagram, wherever. You know, YouTube comment. Just try to let us know, and, and we'll figure it out to try to get you in for that 2K tournament. We're going to be doing this, by the way, once a month with them over the next couple of months. So, you know, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to – we're going to have a watch party and a 2K tournament every month. So get ready for that. Yeah, definitely. And again, we're going to do more of these as we go forward, at least one a month where we'll do the live podcast, but also uh, the 2K tournaments. All right, let's let me get before we get to the, the two guys here. I'm going to roll through this list quick. Uh, speed read this one. All right. So just some of the names that project ahead of some of the others that come in here. 50, Jared Allen, 49, DeAndre Ayton. Blazer fans got a taste of him last night. I don't think they liked it. 48, LaMelo Ball coming back from an injury. Wembanyama comes in at 47. Chris Middleton, 46. Julius Randle, 45. CJ McCollum, 44. James Harden, we don't even know where he's playing next season, uh, is at 43. Tyrese Maxey, 42. Again, the, the Maxey hero debate, uh, I guess there's how many spots? Uh, 37 spots between them. Clay Thompson, 41. Evan Mobley, 40. He's been studying BAM footage, by the way. DeMar DeRozan, 39. Zach Levine, 38. Bradley Beal, 37. Darius Garland, 36. Uh, he was 46 last year. John Morant, 35. He dropped from nine, mostly because of the off the feet, off the uh, court issues. Kyrie Irving, 34. Mikkel Bridges, 33. That's a big jump for him. He was 49 last year. Jalen Brunson, 32. Jaron Jackson Jr., 31. Uh, Banchero, 30. Going into his second season. Trey Young, 29. Markinen, 28. He was not ranked last year. Brandon Ingram, 27. Drew Holiday, 26. Siakam, will he get an extension or not? 25. Kawhi Leonard, if he plays, 24. Deon- De'Aaron Fox, 23. Sabonis, 22. Halliburton, 21. Just got the huge contract, up from 59. Carl Anthony Towns, 20. When he matters, he's 100. Uh, was 13 last year. Jalen Brown now making $60 million a year, 19. It's 22 last year. Paul George, 18. Jamal Murray, 17, up from 50. Of course, fully healed and now a champion. And now we get to Bam, 16. Before we get to should he be higher, let's ask this question, Alex. Should he be lower? Is there anyone on that list that you're like, okay, wait, Bam should not be ahead of that guy. I'm looking at, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, Jamal Murray. I know some of this is availability. Those guys right uh, there. Jail- 
He's ahead of Jalen Brown. Is it? Is it? Is that correct? I, he's at, him being ahead of Jalen Brown is absolutely correct, and we don't have to get into that. But uh, Paul George, Kawhi, Murray, and Ja, I think, are the guys that you can make a case to be higher than Bam. And that's and you know me, I'm as high on Bam as anybody. But I, I, I really do think they gave him a, a, you know, a good amount of respect on this list, putting him ahead of you know those guys that I mentioned there. I, like, it feels like they're finally quantifying his impact. It's like, oh well, you know four-year run of long playoff success with him as the second best player. Maybe we should throw him as a top 20 player in the league somewhere. But, you know, I, I, I do think, like, if you want to say PG at his, at, when he's healthy, Kawhi when he's healthy, Murray after what he just did, um, and like I said, Ja, like, all those guys have a case to put ahead of Bam. And even if you do, if you put all of those guys ahead of Bam, where does he end up? Right at 20? Yeah, so roughly. I think that's and last, about right. and last year, last year he was twenty three. And again, they split up who does the comments on him. So I'll just read this. Why this is from Kevin Pelton, uh, who's who's more of their analytics guy there. Why he rose seven spots at a bio average of career high twenty point four points per game, earning his second career All Star nod. But let's be clear. This move up the rankings is entirely about Adebayo's key role in the Heat's unlikely role, a run to the NBA Finals. So it does seem like there, there's credit being given here for, uh, you know, again, what he did to help them get there, which sometimes, again, Heat fans don't always give him that credit. And by but the way, Aiden, Aiden way too high, and Ty, and Maxi being 37 spots ahead of Tyler Hero is insane. I'm, I'm not, right. not going to agree. Agreed on that. But Eternal, let, let me go to this on this. Uh, so let me give you the guys right ahead of Bam, because if we're going to say he was properly ranked, Donovan Mitchell, 15, Lillard, 14, Anthony Edwards, 13, and then we'll get to the next Heat guy, Should and which we know Bam's not going to be ranked ahead of him. So is there any argument to be made that Bam should be ahead of either of those three, Mitchell, Lillard, or Anthony Edwards? Because to me, it seems like Bam has been actually fairly evaluated this time. No, I think, I think Bam is pretty fair i think a couple of guys behind him i think a couple of guys behind him isn't um but yeah i think they did bam pretty well this time all right so let's get to uh, all right let, let let's let's get to the rest of it then if we're going to say that that one's a fair ranking jimmy's at 12. So last good. year jimmy was at 17. why he rose five spots again pelton wrote this one did you watch the playoffs? If anything, Butler still might be too low. Only Giannis has been more valuable over the last four postseasons in terms of my wins above replacement player metric than playoff Jimmy. Butler also ranks sixth in the regular season in that span. One huge question for the season, will age ever catch up with Butler? He turned 34 last month and recently surpassed 25,000 uh, career regular season minutes. It's rare for stars to peak as late as Butler has, but so far he shows no sign of slowing down. I'm just going to give you who's 11 and 10 here. Oh, 11, Alex. 11 was Booker. Um, do you think, first thing, Jimmy's fairly ranked, being ranked ahead of the three guys between him and Bam, uh, which are Anthony Edwards, Dame Lillard, and Donovan Mitchell, a couple guys we've had a lot of conversations about. Let's start there. Yes, and I'm actually surprised they put um, Anthony Edwards well, I'm not really surprised, but like I'm a little because based on the way that they're kind of processing this, it's, it's it has to do with what they project. And I would, you know, based off Anthony Edwards and the way he's playing, I wouldn't have been surprised if they put him in front of Jimmy. I just think he's going to have a huge season in, and people will love him in his game. I do, too. I'm not like trying to trash him or anything like that. But if he has a huge stat line, people are going to start putting him ahead of Jimmy sooner than later. Not that I am, 
I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he he's fairly ranked uh, ahead of those guys. And something I forgot to say before, Carl Anthony Towns at 21, wherever he was, insane. But I, I'm not going to keep going. That was a drop, by the way. Um, can you make an argument that Jimmy was ranked too high, Eternal? Hell no. I'm what? I I here's the thing. We we've done I think three or four of these lists um in the off season and it still amazes me um coming off of Jimmy's literally best season in the league how he performed in the playoffs prior to the ankle injury and even in that same Nick series Jimmy still had a very elite defensive game his efficiency dropped on the offensive side but again he was hurt um in the Celtic series uh I mean he, he still did pretty well you can still see the lingering injury and in the finals, he just ran out of gas with the injury, man. But I don't, I don't really see how people can go into this season ranking LeBron ahead of Jimmy. Okay, but so it, let's all right, let, let's pivot to that. Let let, let me get. I want to get to that. Okay, so here's yep. if we're to say that he's fairly ranked, the twelve is reasonable in terms of he shouldn't have been any lower. The question should be, should he be any higher? So you have Booker at eleven, AD is at ten, LeBron is at nine. And I'm going to wait on eight, okay, because eight's the one that's gotten all the attention. But let's say, say we're saying Booker, AD, LeBron. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is... <laughs> uh, what what part of it is is it again if we're, because it does seem like the CSPM what the parameters are for this change all the time depending on who they want to promote so if we're talking about the future and okay so we're gonna one of the arguments against Jimmy is he doesn't play enough regular season games are LeBron and AD gonna play more regular season games than Jimmy is you know why that's bullshit and I, I don't know if I'm hopping ahead of Alex but I'll tell you why that's bullshit so if you look at the rest of the list in some of the list comments, they list the playoffs of why they have ranked a player a certain way. So if they're only going to talk about the regular season and keep it to the regular season, you could you could still make a case for Jimmy because post All-Star break, there was only one or two players playing better than Jimmy, and both of them were the, in the MVP conversation. So none of this makes sense. If Whatever their parameters are doesn't make sense, and it seems very agenda-based. Which is worse, Alex? Is it for you? Is it LeBron or is it AD? AD. But honestly, neither of them, like neither of them being, uh, and Devin Booger here, if we're going to throw them in as well. I, I mean, um, like those guys being ahead of Jimmy doesn't make me upset. Now, it doesn't mean that I agree with it, but it's like, you I know, know LeBron is, you know, greatest of all time type of player. And, you know, he had a good playoff. It's not like he, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get there. Because I, I would take Jimmy over LeBron right now. And I think a lot of right. people outside of, of Miami would think that's a hot take still. And and I'm not trying to trash LeBron. He had a good playoffs last year, too. He's still good. He's just not number one or number two anymore. And and that's where I'm at with it. So, like, him getting him getting ranked ahead of Jimmy is not bad. You know, AD is still really good. I, I would put Jimmy ahead of AD comfortably. I And I think Booker is actually the one that is the closest. If you're, if you're just talking about right now, he had an incredible playoffs, if you remember. Like, he was up there with Jimmy. As far as and you know, like Murray and Jokic as well, obviously, you know, as far as best playoff players, he's done it before, and he he's really really good. You know, Justice better forever, but Devin Booker is a hundred percent a top ten player, and you know that doesn't bother me too much. 
Number eight is absolutely the most egregious. Shea Gilgis Alexander is number eight for those who haven't seen the list. I mean, he's a great player, but are we getting ahead of ourselves? It seems like a projection to be cute. And I look, I again, I love it. Oh, it's player. so cute. It's playing cute. It, 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 it is. It, it was, you know what it was? It was a projection so that they'd have something to talk about on NBA Today, is what that feels like to me. Because again, I, I love his game and I love what that team is going to be. I mean, if you look at him and Giddy and, and now with Holmgren coming back and they've got, they're loaded with first round picks, like they have dynasty type potential if Presti does this right and if the owner pays for it this time which they didn't to keep Harden with Durant and Westbrook but I mean to put him eight like to me and I understand he was first team all NBA also so like okay you're saying well that's where he is and that's where he's going they were still a 10 seed in the west right they had to squeeze in to the play-in I mean to me 15 to 20 for him like I, I would like last year he was 48 okay like 15 yeah. to 20 i have i have no argument with that like okay so that's, that's, that's i mean that's he had, he had a top 10 a season top in nba last year that's what i'll say that doesn't mean he's a top it, 10 it, player though right but it, it also again I, if we're talking about playoff success like right now jimmy has now done this three of the fast past four postseasons now shea hasn't had that opportunity in part because he was traded by the Clippers along with five first-round picks to get Paul George, which is going to go down as, even though Paul George is still a great player, is going to go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history in terms of asset management. But to have him at eight, and I, you know, I, I'll just go through the rest of the list here, and then and then we'll close this one out. But like, okay, Durant's at seven. It's tough. I, I don't know where you put him because he's never healthy enough, long enough to be there. But when he is, he's top five still, I think. So I'm. I'm all right with it. I mean, I, you can make an argument Booker's going to be more impactful than him this season, and Booker's at 11. Tatum at six. Curry at five. I mean, wherever oh you put Steph. Uh, Hold on. Can uh, we stop at Tatum really quick? Yes. Because me and Eternal are both making faces right now. You know what? <laughs> Eternal, go ahead. I just want to hear a legitimate reason for why – Jason Tatum is even in the conversation with Jimmy Butler. That's no all I want to hear. No I just want to hear a legitimate reason. If if we're going – first off, first and foremost, and then I'm going to move on. Not a single person name that was listed should be listed above Jimmy Butler. And I will not be a conspiracy theorist, but Shea is the job replacement. I'm moving on. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, I – you might be onto something, man. You might yeah. be onto something, and especially well, with what that's where said ja before. Been ranked. That, yeah, that, that's where. Right, I agree with. You. And that's where Ja would have been ranked if Ja, ja average. Ja averaged twenty-seven points and eight assists last year. On ja, very high assists, top fifteen player around. So, there. so what you're ba- you're basically saying is it's easier to promote Shea these days, right? Basically, yep. Just like it's easier to oh, promote. Right, just like it's easier to promote Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Devin Booker, and AD over Jimmy Butler. But go ahead, Alex. Oh, I, I think that's. Yeah, it. I mean, I we, we don't have. Uh, you guys both made a face at Curry, though. You have an issue with no, Curry no, no, at no. five? Why? Is, why is Steph? Why is Steph lower than four? I Steph. Yeah. If if I'm gonna make the same case for Jimmy, I'm gonna make the same right. case for Steph. Steph had an incredible season last year. And then had another incredible playoff run. Steph is a yet, top five player. There's no doubt. I don't, what are that. we doing? 
There's no now, so why, would you have him ahead of Luca? Because Luca's Luca's four. Yes. Now, why Luca and Joel and B are in the top five? It could be debatable. I don't think Joel is a top five player. Me neither. Joel was neither. third. Do we have any issue with the order of Jokic and Giannis? Hell no. I mean, Jokic, Jokic second, Giannis first. Is, is Jokic to me? It would be Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Katie, Jimmy. Oh, I like that eternal. I'm not far off from you. I think I'm I'm pretty close to you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm more or less there. I I and I think we're agreed that that some of the other guys we were talking about, like who are around Jimmy, I would put. Mm-hmm them ahead of Tatum as well because I never got to go in on my Tatum thing. Tatum is a great player. I'm not trying to trash him. He's a great player, but wow, like top six is crazy, man. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's <laughs> I'm like running every out of words. They, there's just so much going on. Tatum has had an opportunity to take them over the top. He hasn't done it. That, that's it, where I come down. Like, Tatum being I, I better mean, than LeBron, AD, Jimmy, Book. I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's had more help than Jimmy. Overall, okay. I mean, again, I I would take Bam over Jalen Brown, also. But like, he's had more help than Jimmy overall, and he got to the finals the one year again because Jimmy missed the shot at the end when Jimmy was carrying, and then he bombed in the finals against Golden State, a, a beatable Golden State with no injuries, not with no injuries, with he no injuries, hurt. and a and a Golden State team that was not comparable. It was a good team, but not comparable to the Golden State dynasty type teams, right? He got outplayed in that series by Andrew Wiggins. He did. Like, if you just look at it overall, offensive, defensively, efficiency, I you that. He got outplayed Let's overall by Andrew Wiggins. He did. He was, he he was did. the priority. But it's also, yeah, it's 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 a context thing, right? It shouldn't like, be a conversation because this is not number one pick Andrew Wiggins anymore. This is like premium role player Andrew Wiggins. No, no, so no, it's I'm not just saying, like the context is that he was the priority of the defense. And I think yes. it got to him and he played bad. I'm not trying to excuse that, but I think. You know, if you say Wiggins outplayed him, it's because, you know, Tatum was the priority. Like, t- the Celtics are not there. Like, Wiggins is not the priority of anybody's scouting. Well, that's true. He had a great series to... playing his role, but t- and, and Tatum right. did. You know what I mean? It, it's somewhat comparable to, to Iguodala, what Iguodala did against LeBron, and Iguodala ended up winning MVP, even though obviously LeBron was a better player, but Iguodala was focused on him uh, during, the, during, the, during the 16 finals, but I were the 15 finals, but. I, I just the Tatum thing to me, it it's not as bad as the Shea thing, because at least Tatum, like, OK, we've seen him go deep into the playoffs, go to the yeah, finals, yeah, all yeah. the rest of this. So it's not it's not as bad. And they, and they go far but, every year, you know, to give them credit. But, but it, it feels similar in the sense like there's an agenda push here and like the facts haven't caught up with the agenda, but they kind of feel like eventually they will. So we'll just keep putting him up there. But I Some mean, right it's hard now, too because it, Jimmy just has such like unspectacular regular seasons where he's just getting through. Like last year was like the most he's averaged for the Heat, right? Like twenty-two points a game in the regular season in like a, a high-pace NBA where guys are averaging thirty. There's like twenty guys averaging thirty now, and so that, that's why I think some. That's why I think like that regular season stuff factors in here because Jimmy is just well, so unspectacular it, throughout it, the year. Like from a stat line perspective, because us watching, we know he's still. You know, high impact. He's just not that playoff Jimmy that everybody sees for a Do couple of months. Do you think uh, we'll just we'll just finish it here because because uh, this one's run a little long. So I want I want to I want to just close it here. Okay. I mean, you went through a hundred uh, players, man. <laughs> well, well, he, he, here's the comment from ESPN about 
about Tatum. Last year was another – he went up from seven to six. Last year was another impressive individual campaign for Tatum. Made a fourth straight All-Star team, a second straight All-NBA team, first team, and his first, and won his first All-Star game MVP. Here's the key line. But Boston's ongoing pursuit of a title again fell short after losing in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Miami Heat. Who did he lose to again? He lost to Jimmy Butler. And I, I just keep coming back to this. Like, if you were to get honesty out of, like, opponents in the Eastern Conference, who are you more afraid of in a seven-game series? They would take a healthy, a healthy Jimmy Butler over a healthy Jason Tatum as the player they most feared. And and that is, uh, you know, and, and to make the case, well, Jimmy's going to drop off because of his age. Let's see it first. Because right now we haven't seen it. And this argument about he's played so many regular season minutes, his minutes compared to LeBron's minutes at the same age are not even in the same stratosphere. I'm not that concerned about Jimmy's minutes. As long as they manage him correctly, I think he's got another two seasons like this in him. So anyway, that's the list. I think we all agree. Bam was treated fairly here. I think that's about the range he should have been. Tyler's ranking to me is ridiculous. And I think he's going to prove that wrong. And Jimmy's, I, I think, is marginally bad. What's that? I got one more for the road. I do think by the end of the season that Josh Richardson will be a top 50 player. What is that card it's you're 50? holding? Is that a bit? I don't know. That card, I don't know about that. What, what I don't card are you Josh playing? Like, turn it into a bit. Uh, that's. I thought you were going to say Jovich. Uh, that's your guy. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, check out Rocky Sports Center. Make sure you register online. You can find. You'll find that we're going to be tweeting that out from the Twitter page quite a bit. Prize picks. Use the code five. Better Edge. Use the code five RSN. Tyler Hero, seventy nine. We'll see where he is last, next season. Forty spots behind Tyrese Maxey. Everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.